Welcome to EM Healing, which is hosted by myself, Mahatma Star Seed. And when you dive into our episodes, you are going to be inspired to grow, to shift, to reflect on your inner wealth. If you are looking to find a new way of living, you have found it. So enjoy this wonderful episode that we're tuning into right now. Hello, great day. This is Mahatma Starseed. Welcome everyone to another at EM Healing. Today I have with me a new co-host. His name is Colin Dillard, aka Omi, and I'm going to let him introduce himself before we hop into today's episode. We will be speaking about bonding through healing in our movement. So take it away, Colin. Please share with the audience a little bit more about you. Um, how are y'all doing? Uh, my name is Colin Dillard, a.k.a. Omi, a.k.a. Dr. D. Um, I am one of the head collaborators at the Richmond Hip Hop Collaborative, um, which is a art collective that basically works with all of artists from different, um, different uh, you know, uh, disciplines, whether it be painting, or music, or dance, and we try to uh, endow them with better opportunities to um, be able to, you know, explore their art in new creative opportunities with other artists um, here in Richmond and, you know, on the Eastern Seaboard currently. And we are currently working with um, JDL Enterprises and um, Elite Motivation to help cleanse ourselves and our communities. So, uh, just out here, you know, baking goodies, dancing, and uh, spreading the good word if I can. Just loving, light, and positivity everywhere. Shout out to that. I think that should be on a shirt for you, Colin. <laughs> Just exactly. spreading the good word. Indeed, indeed. Uh, thank you for introducing yourself, and I appreciate everything that you do to help keep the movement of the mission moving and it's really so vital for us to be able to set a positive platform for us to spread the good word mm-hmm. and that's why we're here right at this at this time recording sharing our space so I appreciate you for coming through and as always, whenever I have healers come on, I always give them the claps, sharing that appreciation, because it's not easy being you. It's not easy being me. And sometimes we get a little lost. We get a little winded and we forget, you know, that we are being like, you know, the superhero in our story. And that mm-hmm. means that it comes with a lot of challenges and we, uh, We don't want to get so lost in our challenges that we forget that we're capable of these challenges, right? Overcoming all odds at any any cost. I wouldn't say any cost, but... Any justified cost. (laughs) Indeed. Not not a detriment to myself or my state of being or my authentic self. (laughs) 
You know, that's key that you say that. And I, I was really happy that you suggested to speak about healing through movement. And because it's like the biggest, the biggest source of release, if we allow it to be, for us to be able to uh, live in a better place, you know, in a more healthier mindset. Indeed. So I want to ask you this, what got you into being all about movement? Um, So I've I've been dancing almost my entire life, if not, you know, my entire life. There were, you know, indicators from when I was a child that um, spurred my parents to, you know, cause me to to follow dance classes or put me in dance classes and and put me around um, things of that nature, music and and things and it's always been you know like movement you know like I, I've always liked the way that music moves me and makes me feel inside and I always wanted to explore that more from you know even just expression of myself at a, at a dance or um you know uh, the the more primal ideas of what you know like mating rituals would be um, for you know people who who go out to the club and like to in, engage in, in you know like trying to woo people of the opposite gender it's always very interesting how that always boils down to movement you know you can indicate through people's body language and and tone of their voice and how they how they speak and how they walk kind of how how they how they interact with the things around them and that's you know a part of attraction so stemming from that to even being able to communicate yourself through movement um, and just, you know, like uh, indicating feeling or um, a direction or just an idea, being able to embody something, being able to create, you know, entire different worlds to draw people into just, you know, through, through an idea that you're, you're recreating with your body and, um, you know, stepping into even like hopping through time and time travel, uh, you know, like you can depict all of these things through, you know, different motions with your, with your hands or with your arms. And I've always been, you know, very, very keen to explore how I can, you know, better communicate myself. And dancing has always been, you know, one of the best ways. And even in, um, you know, yoga practices, we, uh, we do things to, to balance ourselves within ourselves and, to align with the earth and the stars and the energies all around us and the planets. So it's, it's all very, all very intertwined. Being able to like recreate the body is like a fun trick. And I've noticed that, you know, what you say to yourself, even like with including like Dr. Momoto, I think I said his name right. Um, with the water and how like you speak to water differently, it crystallizes differently. And ultimately, our bodies are like over seventy percent water, so like it's one of the most easiest ways to shape ourselves, and and it's the least thought about avenue to go for you know really recreating you know how I'm communicating in life with myself and others 
I know when um when I was uh I, and I think I've messaged mentioned this before prior in recordings that you know when I had been a certain weight previously and I gained some you know weight from having children I you know desired to get back to the weight that I was before however um I did that in the in the avenue of movement and I got back to the weight that I had previously remembered but it didn't fit the same way like not even on my body and I learned at that moment that you know we can really just shift ourselves through healing through the movement and looking back in my life because I started at a younger age um dancing and doing like many different styles of dancing and I I learned to I guess, you know, fit into the moment a little bit more swiftly. Like when I think about going to the clubs back in the day, um, I would be able to make it through a crowd without messing up anybody's movement of dancing. You know, nobody had to like stop what they were doing so I can get through. Like I was able to just through the crowd. You know what I mean? Like have, have you ever experienced that, Colin? Oh, um, I work in kitchens and, you know, that's kind of a regular thing for me, especially, you know, being that I, I do go to clubs, I dance, I support a lot of different artists and DJs, um, people be out. So um, one of my homies actually spins recently since I've gotten back into Richmond and it's just amazing to um, to witness spatial awareness of myself, but also the lack thereof in you know everybody else people don't really understand how much space they take up and it's it's astounding right right that is that is so true and uh learning to um understand that they're just lacking movement you know like that's uh the strongest indicator because we we can take up space, you know. However, if we're not realizing how much space we're taking, that means we're not moving things around enough. Like we're holding a lot of energetic densities that require us to take up so much space. And the only way to get it out is to like, you know, move the energy. <laughs> Indeed movement is necessary for every every energy to move not even uh in the physical world either but you have to move things in the physical for the other things to be able to you know move and manifest you got to make space so how do you feel like movement is going to be more incorporated in um I guess you could say my last my last conversation we opened up the the understanding of new earth so the audience has a little bit more of an understanding uh, of what new earth is, is, is coming, is here and stuff like that. So with new earth upon us, how do you see movement moving into our day-to-day lives more? Especially with you being able to start, show others how to move their body too, you know, with the rhythm. 
exactly. Um, well, everything is is rhythm, and as as vibrations pick up, you know, there's more people who practice yoga. There's more um, people who practice, you know, um, physical activity and their their bodily awareness now. Um, so we're we're moving into that the, the phase of awareness to where it will be, you know, more cohesive and um, especially with the you know the ascend ascension of our consciousness and um, being able to I guess see through lies or not have a need for lies anymore. Everything will be more cohesive, you know. Everything will be more fluid. You know, everybody like like Bruce Lee said, "Be like water, and we're gonna be there." We will be part of the ether and moving with it, you know, subconsciously, consciously, um, super consciously. Right. Being able to be a part of a community where more people are like, just give me the bad news so I could be excited for the good news. <laughs> yeah. Or not even, not even the other way around. Yeah. Not even considering it bad news. It's like, what is the news and how are we going to? How are we going to approach and deal with this to make it the most beneficial and most progressive for everybody involved? And that's really where where we're at for as as a community. I feel um, in the spiritual community and the royal community connection, and in our own you know connected spiritual communities to some extent or another, we're we're out here you know working to not only you know like benefit the community and and do good in the community, but also help people do good in themselves to better benefit the community. So that happens through community engagement, right? Things that help us to maintain accountability. Networking. Mm -hmm. Networking, uh, volunteering. And it's really important to know like why we're volunteering um, where we're taking this volunteering because that's part of movement, you know, as well. Uh, knowing the the whys and the wheres. Oh yeah, I mean, in spatial awareness, or um, we have uh, you know positive and negative spaces. They call it in positive spaces the space that your body takes up, and the negative spaces like the holes in your arms. If you go to create a shape, it's the um the space around you know, your physical body and just being able to, you know, be aware of both of them to be able to um, better move and manipulate them is, is a, you know, part of being masterful in, in, in yourself. So definitely, um, definitely some, some work there going to happen. A lot of unfoldings for sure. Yeah. You, you made a good point about, um, that freaking thought in my head <laughs> the spatial understanding and being able to know that we have to be that neutral space yeah. in order to see the positive and the negative indeed and if we cannot learn how to move and maneuver and through through those spaces it won't be as healing you know it'll be more of um destructive instead of constructive and we find ourselves in places that um are there'll still there's still going to be uh growth happening but it'll be like um 
you know how like they have like scars, uh, scar tissue from like a, a, a cut healing. Yeah. It'll be like it'll be kind of like that. It'll most likely heal, but it's gonna heal like fugly. Yeah, all messed up. <laughs> and then, and then it'll be a new space, you know, that we have to create movement for. Indeed. So, what have you? Um, so many thoughts like come to my head about movement because you know I feel like it's just not considered enough in our society. Um, it's like the biggest thing that we're lacking. Movement is is in so many categories. It's, I think movement and self care are are and you had mentioned that too are the two bigger factors that we are flatlining in life. That are that are creating sad face situations. Big facts. Um, in in regards to that, uh, definitely like when uh when I was talking about like physical activity, or even just like taking the time to like touch your your body, like massage your arms and and your your legs or your muscles in general, or you know like rubbing your face. Or just being aware of yourself and appreciating yourself is like some of the most sincere, but you know, incremental forms of self care. And then you, it stems into you know, like actually doing more physical work and like caring for your body, regulating what you eat and how you eat, and you know, like doing practices that keep you limber and that will keep you know, like your body, I guess, youthful. Those are continuous practices that you know, like the 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 retaining of 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 youthfulness is kind of like the aspiration behind, I guess, the fear of old age. So it's why be afraid when you have the capability and the tools, even if you don't have like a set of weights or a treadmill, you could go for a walk and in you know, your neighborhood or drive to somewhere where you could, like a park where you can go for a walk or do you know like workouts in your room for real just you just like sit on the wall do squats or you know even meditate and stretch you're doing you know more for your body than just sitting there not doing anything and yeah it's, and learning to you know go in increments um i know one of my biggest lessons that i can you know really truly speak on you know as well as not just you know uh advocate for it is functionality of the body if you really stop and look at like what are the elderly um the senior citizens of society being uh focused um and turning their attention to in order to create elasticity of life and the number one thing is hip mobility right yeah um and being able to keep one uh, I believe to keep yourself mobile and functional in the mind, you have to keep yourself uh, in situations that create uh, new neurological pathways. Because if you create situations where you're not making new neurological pathways, then the body become, uh, tends to dull down because it's not being ignited 
to experience more parts of the brain. Yeah, that part. So inclining little by little, adding a little bit of movements at a time, you know, I, I have been healing from the concussion and it didn't, it didn't take my legs away. It didn't take my arms away, but it severely reduced my mobility. And what that did was reduce how much my body was experiencing functionality and movement. And as much as I desire to get to a place of high intensity uh, intervals, the first level is just to get back to functionality. And uh, a lot of us have been led to believe that, oh, like once you know something, you always know it. You don't have to like practice it to for it to like stay fresh. And it's like, oh, but no, you, we should keep practicing these things. We should keep uh, showing ourselves that we have more ways of being things. And ultimately what's going to help us to reduce is having to concern ourselves with things of like arthritis or needing hip replacements or our knees giving out because there's no juice to, to hold the, those little pallets together safely and soundly. Your bursa are important. So what is important? (laughs) Your bursa are important. Right. Right. It is. That's like like the food and rug. (laughs) Yeah. This is a fluid around your joints. I have a a friend that I grew up with who had uh, bursitis in his knees. So, uh, Yeah. You got to make sure that you maintain that mobility for, for sure. And even if you start losing it, trying to you know, at least increase the range of motion that you have is vital. Yeah, and in all counts. And to also know that our body seeks rejuvenation, not um, uh, devastation and depletion. <laughs> not at all. Like we, our body just naturally creates a way to regenerate. If it didn't, um, all the scars that we've had would remain open. Like, like you know, and 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 when scars don't close up, it's a clear indication that there's something misfunctioning in the body, and that's usually something with diabetes. People have like cuts and sores that won't close. There's something happening there. So it's definitely like all of it is involved with what are what type of movements are you creating in your life? And are they are you balancing out the non-physical movements versus the physical movements? Yeah. All about balance. Yeah. So, you know, like the movements that we can create, like just being able to. Like, how much do you recommend individuals to stay in the flux of their movements throughout the week or month? I would say if you can, if you can even get to daily, I would, I would do that because you know re- repetition is key. But if you, if you can't, um, you can't even find like fifteen minutes a day to do some sort of motion, you know, at least three times a week. 
you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna moderate it to three times a week, make sure it's like at least you know intently focused, and that you're making sure that you you cover all of your bases, at least stretching, um, you know, minimal strength training, and you know, um, calisthenics if you if you if you want to be able to run in the future. If you want to be able to run. <laughs> you may not have a need, but you may want to. What do you feel like is the hardest or most difficult way to, to remain functional in life right now? For people like in, you know, our age bracket or growing up or even old the older crew. Um, or just getting just getting stuck in our in a rut of of not doing things, getting used to just being uh, sedentary, not moving and, you know, the same old routine, maybe like you sit down at your job. So you sit down all the time. And the only time you get up is in between like moving from your house to your car and, you know, a car to your job, job to car, car to job, maybe go to in, in restaurants, out of restaurants. But like, even in the process of, of that movement like are you like the only times are you standing up are you at least you know if you're working almost every day do you at least like take the time to stretch and like take your time to to like move your body and keep your range of motion you know fluid before you you get in the car or are you at least you know like stretching at some point throughout the day keeping that you know retaining retaining your 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 limbs and being limber tenacity of the limbs so basically intentionality to find some type of a method that's going to support full circulation of blood flow indeed regardless of the fact that your body does it for you indeed like I want to just, you know, there's a reason why we're saying these things. And, you know, we go upon just thinking that the body is just um, something that it's a toy. A lot of people treat the body like a toy. Oh, my God. And if you just put it in this car to job thing, you know, it's a toy to you. And, and you know, apologies for anybody out there that's listening and, and may feel, you know, a little offended. However... If we aren't able to help you visualize what you're creating in your world, then you'll never see it. Never. <laughs> and, you know, we have to um, understand and, and really identify that in this phase of new earth understanding. We're here to be fully accountable for the circulation of our life. And ergo, number one most important thing is our blood needs to be circulating effectively and thoroughly for us to be able to be in a position to meet clarity, to meet stamina, and to meet bliss. Full circulation. That part. Right. Full circulation habits. Oh, I like that. Like, 
full circulation habit building. I really um, like that that is coming out of this conversation because uh, it's always about a will. Learning how to be more intensive with my behavior. I jumped into coaching because I was like, all right, I know that I'm really good at redefining my life enough to where people want to ask me questions and they want guidance and they want support. And I, I felt like I wanted to put myself in a place that helped me to stand there more clearly. And so that's when I went to become a health coach. Shout out to my uh, health coach institute. And they introduced the will to me. And it's the will of life, right? The number 10 on the major arcada, most important mid part of our being. And it's all circulation, you know? So if you think about circulating all of the facets of your life, and if you put it in a circle, would you be able to put yourself on four wheels or would they be on four blocks? That's the trick of circulation and being more grounded. So how how have you seen yourself pump up the circulation in your life? Um, well, discovering my chakras and you know, like actually learning about them and researching them has been probably one of the best things I could have ever done. Not that it wasn't, you know, it's not like it ha- hasn't always been there. It wasn't going anywhere. It's just that the additional knowledge and what I've already been able to apply and understanding how the elements affiliate with the different parts of my body and how uh, each, each, I guess, individual chakra is like a dimension in itself that we, you know, put ourselves into through our phases of thought. And, you know, being able to move and transition through that and understanding how my mind works, I can finally pinpoint, you know, how my movement works, essentially. You know, like, I, I, you and I speak all the time about being omnipresent, and omnipotence and, you know, being not being able to be anywhere at once or m- being in multiple dimensions at once. And it's, it's just also very um, self-enlightening for me, for sure. I've been able to uh, better better augment myself and my teachings to cater to understanding of where people lie at within their own chakras and their own understandings of themselves. And being able to have that, you know, oversight and insight helps, you know, uh, everything that I do. <laughs> right. Being able to see how much people can stretch in life. And I do like that you mentioned the, the, the part about uh, yoga. I know you had mentioned a little bit about it earlier. Mm-hmm. But I do, I, I fell in love with seeing how the, the the chakras have an alignment with the movement, you know, um, in the different poses, because the chakras are already, you already find ways of a d- distinction to align it with the earth elements, and the earth elements uh, have already been aligned with the planetary elements. 
So it really can bring a full circle for us to be able to see like, okay, like how is this movement that I'm doing or not doing in life supporting or helping these other optimal parts of my life? Because sometimes people uh, like to live this separate life and feel like my movement activities are not in a, they're not a, a part of or attached to the plans that I have for who I want to be. But it's like, honestly, if I go to a gym, I really don't want to sign up with someone that's overweight. Mm. You know? <laughs> that part. I would, unless, you know, like they're discussing, like they're going through their, their weight loss journey and, you know, they were already like such and such. Like that's a different thing. Like you hear them owning and going through it. But if, you know, if, if, if you're not really owning and going through what you're promoting for other people, it's very difficult for others to, to stand in their acceptance alongside of you. That part. And I really feel like we're moving away from there. Um, and as that society to where I'm promoting something that I might not necessarily be doing on my own. And there's in individuals like us that are like, like, how can you promote self-love? And like, I see you overworking yourself. Like, what are you doing? That part, <laughs> that part on a thousand. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be sitting here um, and, 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 you know, like reading waves or movement. You uh, get to see, you see how people move a little bit and, my my favorite, I guess, indicator of I guess um, what we will, we'll call it self denial is that that hypocr hypocrisy where people be like, yeah, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, and I'd be like, I understand faking it till you make it to a certain extent, but you also need to at some point or another apply these principles that you're telling me to apply or that I need to do in my life to your life for me to see them work. Before like, I, hello. Before I even <laughs> like trying to apply them. Why would I do that? Why would I try? <laughs> Not even why would I try? It's like why why would I do do something different than what I already know, you know, kinda works if I don't even like you're telling me this works and it doesn't. Like house, right? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely um a big dilemma in the streets out there, <laughs> you the know. And I had to, I had to, I had to put somebody on silent because they be barking a lot. It's like, why are you, why are you barking, bro? Like you, like I keep asking you why you're barking, and you just keep barking. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right. Like figure it out. Privilege fucks you up sometimes, you know. <laughs> And we have to, um, you know, be able to just be better at setting standards um, and, and, and not be so hard on ourselves. I know that we, you know, we want to present ourselves as these perfect people, that we're ready for life. And, you know, every day it's not always like that. So be ready for those days, too, when you're not ready. 
and, you know, see how that functionality can come in for you when you're ready to see, like, when things aren't going your way or when they are going your way, you know, how, how willing are you to step back when they're going your way and when they're not going your way? Because one of them, one of those movements could be tripping up, tripping you up and you're not going to, you're not going to be able to notice that unless you put yourself into that neutral and see the positive and negatives. If you can't see the positive and the negatives, you're not standing in neutral. And in yoga, they say you want to have a neutral back. <laughs> that part. And do not over-engage your body before you need to. Okay. Mm, so as we are winding down to the bottom, this has been an awesome unfoldment of speaking about movement. Can you please mm-hmm. share with the audience, Colin, what would be the most empowered tips that come forward for you to share with others on how to get more engaged in their daily life movement? Um, for me and from me, from us, from we, we like to engage in at least, you know, like I pace a lot. I, I kind of already walk around. I'm already pretty active as it, as it were to be. But um, that all that aside, uh, when it came to, you know, the actuality of, of getting, getting myself up to do something, when it came to performing or when it came to, like, getting on stage, you can't really get through it until you get to it to do it. And that, and that was, like, a, a very rhymy way of just saying you have to believe in yourself to be able to to get up to to stand up to like to stand up to the stairs before you can walk up the stairs like you have to envision yourself already walking up the stairs and then like just start walking up the stairs because once you get halfway up the stairs you're not going to want to like go halfway back down the stairs and have to go back all the way up the stairs again you're going to finish going up the stairs and the stairs is the metaphorical um daily I guess, uh, situation that we all have to accomplish or overcome. Because I'm not going to call it a problem because we don't really have problems anymore. They're all just situations and usually they end up going in our favor anyway, right? Yeah, right. That being said, just one of my favorite uh, favorite catchphrases was from when the Jabberwockies was on America's Best Dance Crew and they were talking about getting voted out the first time or whatever. They were in the bottom and they were like, um, it was kind of a funny jump, but he said, if you can believe it, then you can achieve it. And then there was a period and the dude made like a little funny idiot and then like ate ate the thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but you have to believe in yourself to, to do anything. If you don't believe in yourself, then you're not even going to be able to do it. Believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself before anybody else can. Later at 9 o'clock, self-care has hit an ultimate high. (laughs) That part. That would be funny. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, we missed the, the first meditation of the day, but I am excited for the second. 
is Saturday. Uh, shout out to Arturo Morgan and his birthday. Sorry for putting your government out there like that, but um, it's going to be a lituation tonight in Richmond if you go to New York Delhi. I just had to plug that. I love everybody who listened, and I appreciate you all for tapping in to listen to us. And thank you for Mahatma for having me and for sharing your space and letting me be here. You are and, so welcome. Uh, this conversation has been extremely stimulating. I probably don't have to eat for another couple of days. <laughs> That's another topic for another day, right? The, the breatharian concept and uh, where it's taking society. <laughs> if the fast can last (laughs) you got a lot of slogans there if the fast could last oh um, i i'm pumping (laughs) t-shirts for days over here somebody probably listen to this whole podcast and run a (laughs) t-shirt website in the next week it's coming it's coming to uh, a market near you (laughs) uh but yeah thank you very much and and if i could add one more note to protecting your ability to be in movement should be at your top priority. Um, Meaning put it on your reminders, put it on your calendar, allow it to be something that's non-negotiable after set amount of days. Like sometimes they say you should attempt to not go longer than three days to uh, apply movement to your body. So maybe you can go off of something like that. Like every three days, uh, making sure that you enlist something that creates new functionality in your life. And what you're doing is inviting just in increments, new things to be invited in your life, little by little. So with that, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And if you're looking to tune in to hear us on our live streams every second and fourth Wednesday, tune in to Elite Motivation 411, where you can catch myself and Omi on Elite Talks, along with the rest of the crew, uh, sharing that love and light. Until next time, this is Mahatma.